0: It's the difference between fighting for freedom and Mm -hmm. feeling in your body the essence of freedom. Mm. I felt more free in prison than I did when I was actually free. So when I felt free, they called me into the office, and they said, Jones, we retested the drugs, 90% was fake, and for the amount that was real, you've already done the time, you're free to go home.
1: Welcome, I'm Alyssa Nobrega, your host of the Healing and Human Potential podcast. A place for you to discover the multidimensionality of what it means to be human. Over the past 20 years, I've trained thousands of coaches in my methodology, leveraging my experience as a former psychotherapist, and I'm here to share with you all the wisdom and insights that I've learned along the way. Each week, I'll share with you life-changing tools to support you in awakening and manifesting your dream life from the inside out. We'll be exploring the intersection between ancient wisdom and modern everyday life, really diving deep into the art of human potential through the lens of psychology, spirituality, and coaching. Let's let the magic unfold. You are in for such a treat today. We have the honor of having Garen Jones on the podcast, who's one of the world-leading transformational speakers and best-selling authors, but he has the most profound story I've ever heard. So between having near-death experiences, a prison sentence, having a successful music career in Los Angeles and being homeless, to taking his life to become a multimillionaire, helping hundreds of thousands of people across the globe awaken their inner artist, teaching them how to live an extraordinary life, find genuine authenticity, and live with more joy in the world. You have such a rich and beautiful story not only going from homeless to millionaire, there's so much in between. Where does your story start?
0: I would say when I was four and my mom, what I thought was my mom forced me to choose which parent to go with Mm -hmm. as my parents were separating. Mm -hmm. And I remember dreading the decision and I remember saying, I don't want to go. And my mom saying, You've got 30 minutes to pack your bags. Which parent do you want to go with? Wow! And I remember saying, I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Fast forward to uh, two years ago. I used to always be late for everything. I would always procrastinate. And I, I, it was difficult for me to make decisions and I would dread decisions. And I always, I was like, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. And I felt like I could get anywhere in the world mm-hmm. in 30 minutes. Well, let's just say that adults are deteriorated children, I feel, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and in the child of my four-year-old who dreaded not wanting to go, that loop was still open,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and I blamed my mom, and it went just like this, I chose my dad because he was easier, my mom was meaner. And 10 minutes after I made that decision, interesting, my earliest memory of intuition was 10 minutes after I made a powerful decision. Mm -hmm. And as we're driving away, I remember what I now know is my intuition, something, it was like churning warm water. It was like, stop the car, stop the car. I was like, dad, stop the car, stop the car. I want to go with mom. I want to go with mom. I want to go with my mom. Dad stops the car, drives me me back to mom with my brother. A couple years later, my father was murdered. And I blamed myself Mm. because I didn't choose to go with my dad. So now not only was decisions made, uh, felt like dread or not wanting to go, it's also associated with death. And then as I started healing, Someone said, Do you think your mom was responsible in that moment? I said, Hell no. Nobody in my family's ever taken responsibility. It's like she forced me to to make that decision. They said, What about in her highest light?
2: Mm.
0: And I was like, Well, in her highest light she was responsible. In her spirit body, yeah. Why
3: do you think she had you make that decision? And I was thinking from a different perspective. Yeah. And her highest
0: self coming through the shell of her pain body, her higher she gave me the power to choose my own destiny.
1: Mm, what a reframe.
0: And when I chose my dad and my dad stopped, he gave me the power to choose my own destiny.
3: Interesting how when I trusted, making a decision, my earliest memory
0: of intuition, which is what I'm known for, deep intuition, you don't gain access with deep trust. Mm. So ultimately what my mom says is, said was, you actually can become a man right now.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: And so I've been making very powerful decisions since I was little based off of choosing which way and des- the, whatever my destiny um, was, was um, set forth, I always chose, nobody chose it for me.
1: Beautiful. So you took literally, and I can hear the work that you've done. So you take yeah. some rough childhood, some situations, which we haven't even unpacked no, the beginning of it, <laughs> and you take an empowered point of view around it. If this were given for me from my mom's highest self, Yeah. What was she really, what was the spiritual gift in it? Which is you being like, I get to decide my life. Yeah. I'm strong enough to make decisions and navigate it, which is such a huge mindset shift. And I want to acknowledge you for the work that you've done. Thank you. Yeah. And I, and also the ability to track just for, you know, the ability to track what's happening right now. And if you're consciously trying to change something, where does it come from? Where was the original imprint for why, where and how I got designed this way so that I can go back unlock it, and then free my future, free my present moment.
0: Well, you know how I started doing that work? Tell me. So I had, a, I had a, um, an infection in my tooth, and my face was the size of Thanos's from, from Avengers. <laughs> and it was like massive. And then I went to the dentist in the most excruciating pain ever, and they said, you got you to gotta, um, get a root canal. I was like, I got one 15 years ago. Why do I need to get another root canal in the same spot? And the specialist said, well, whoever originally did your root canal didn't get it all the way to the root. So you have 15 years worth of infection that is just showing up on the surface. Ooh. And in terms of dentistry, you got two football fields of infection in your mouth. They had to, uh, it was double the pain. It was, uh, uh um, they had to saw half my jaw open. I didn't have insurance. It was double the, double the money. Yeah. But on that bed where I was, they were doing all the work, I had the biggest epiphany. I'm like, oh my goodness, all all these relationships I've been in, the music groups I've been in, all of it was all surface. I never started focusing on what's the root cause. Mm -hmm. So I started learning a lot about the root cause or things that deeply impacted me in my life and like really going. Inward on that journey, and that was a whole nother.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a lot that we're gonna, we're gonna go unpack, there. Yeah. but I just <laughs> wanted to
0: share. That's where that work came from.
1: That's, I mean, you really are reflective. You take the symbolism. You're really listening to life and what are you being shown through it, which I think is such a beautiful highlight and way of of living. Okay. So you're, so coming back because there's such a rich story that for people that are new to you, I would love to hear a little bit more about some of your, your earlier childhood and some of your upbringing.
0: Yeah. So, um, there's several, there's several things. My, my mom was someone who was always working. Mm -hmm. My dad wasn't there. So my mom had to take she had to play the role of mom and dad. When a mom can only do so much, she can never take the role of dad. Mm -hmm. There's just two different roles, Mm -hmm. but she did the best she could. Um, And at the time, my brother was too cool to hang out with me. So that left me being pretty much feeling like I was by myself. And I was one of those little kids that you know, other kids are talking about cartoons and I'm like, I feel like we're not the only ones here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking up at the, at the stars. I'm like, what if there's somebody out there that's just like me, but that's on one of those things out there. And people would always call me weird for yeah. thinking
4: like that. Yeah.
0: And I never stopped thinking like that. And the way that I dressed was different. The way that I spoke was different. Um, I felt different, but different Back in Houston, Texas during that time <laughs> meant you didn't really have friends. People didn't really get you. Mm-hmm. You got bullied. You got picked on mm-hmm. and talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started going away from that difference so that I could fit in with everybody else's sameness.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Knowing that deep down inside, there was, there was just, I, I could, my thoughts they were just different. Like I would think of things and they would happen. And I didn't know what that was. I would lie about things. I would be like, oh yeah, I'm this. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. And oh yeah, my mom bought me this. And I'd be lying. And then they would happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was a form of manifestation. Mm-hmm. So it would like lie it. And then I would believe it. And then they would happen over and over and over. And so going through that while breaking into cars and in houses because the only people that hung out with the weird kids were the, either the headbangers or the troublemakers. Mm-hmm. And so I chose to hang out with the troublemakers. Mm-hmm. I never was in a gang, but I ran around with the gangs and I did what, the, I did what they did. Yeah. And so going through that, not having truly any proper guidance or mem- mentorship, well, like ABCs, those keep evolving into words, sentences, paragraphs, essays, books. Mm-hmm. Well, think about the ABCs of, of not proper gra- guidance, and you keep doing it. Yeah. The, well, the word version of that is going in and out of
4: juvenile,
0: mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I kept doing that mm-hmm. in and out of jail, mm-hmm. breaking in the cars, d- doing a kick door on the uh, um, chief of police's house in, in Missouri City while the whole. Um, police department was looking for me and I'm in a, in a, uh, a a lake called alligator Island with a giant pixie stick breathing up like this because the dogs could sniff and find me, but the dogs couldn't find me in alligator Island that was fested with alligators. (laughs) Wow. That's how fearless I was.
1: Yeah, I hear it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so there, 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 there's a lot.
1: And some near-death experiences when you were young, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: So when I was four, I remember being in an apartment complex, and there was a—I thought he was a man, but he was, a, he was a, a teenager that was probably like 18 years old. And I remember I was out of my apartment, and I had walked down the stairs, and I remember I used to love Disneyland so much. There was just this feeling of just like imagination and Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. And I remember the adult. I remember this because it was so impactful for me saying, hey, you want to go to Disneyland? And I remember it not making sense to me, but I'm supposed to listen to people that are older than me. Mm -hmm. Listen to adults. Mm -hmm. If you get into that dryer, you'll go to Disneyland. So there's a community dryer stacked on each other. He picks up a four-year-old, puts him into the top dryer, me, closes the dryer. The dryer's on. So I'm just tumbling. And I remember before it closed saying, this doesn't feel right in the way that little kids think. Yeah. This doesn't. But okay, m- imagination. I'm going to go to Disneyland. Tumbling, tumbling, right. burns and boils all over my body. He left me there to, to die. And a lady saved my life.
4: Wow. So what did
0: what did that do? Don't trust one. It's a white guy. Mm -hmm. Don't trust white people. Mm -hmm. Men. Mm -hmm. Don't trust people older than me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't trust my imagination Mm. because it's associated. Don't trust decisions because it's it's associated with dying. It's associated with um, uh, uh, not believing my my like what my what these extra magical thought, thoughts are um it's associated with like my at the time lack of trust for white people white men yeah. um that literally tried to take my life
1: yeah yeah
0: so that made a massive imprint on me yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah and so having what i hear is kind of in your reflection these different pivotal moments of your life you're looking at how you are abandoning yourself how you're creating narratives how your life is shutting down out of fear and out of out of the different traumas that have happened is that right and another experience as you're like
0: 13 wait 12 13 so 13 12 my dad was murdered yeah and i blamed myself because i could have chosen to go with him yeah yeah um there's that and then 13 i remember being in a cul-de-sac playing baseball and these guys were saying, uh, hey, there's some, there's some trout in the bayou. And I remember, it's was like, oh, I want to go fishing. And I, I left the game. And Derek Duncan, he said, don't leave. And there were some guys that I, they were my cousin's friends, so I trusted them. My cousin's like seven years older than me. And I had heard about little kids being drowned in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They were just dogs dying, little kids dying. Because there were some adults that were drowning little kids. Mm -hmm. You never think something like that's going to happen to you. Yeah. So I knew these guys. I've seen them before. And they're my cousin's friends. I go and they said, oh, you got to look closer. And I was like, I don't see any trout. They're like, you got to look closer. And I remember the tone of his voice changing. Mm -hmm. But by the time... I made up in my mind, wait a second. I think these are the ki- These are the people that drowned the kids. I was already thrown in the water. So they threw me in the water. I got turned upside down by current. I couldn't swim. I can swim like a dolphin. Now, I couldn't swim yeah. at all. The current sucks me underwater, and there's three pipes. There's three pipes that get sucked I- I- into the um, tunnel and comes out on the other side of the street. That's how they drowned and died. So I'm screaming. I'm like, ah, ah, and I'm going like this. And then I just, I just remember letting go. Mm. Dead. So mm. I remember letting go. And this is not water that you can see underneath. Right. That bayou was dirty. So I remember letting go, being sucked into the tunnel. A hand came out of nowhere. I don't know how it saw me. Grabs my hand while I'm underwater, pulls me up just enough for me to grab the side of the tunnel when i looked up nobody was there
4: oh Ooh, my
3: goodness how do you how do you hold that now uh, miracle Well, i love following jesus christ and the amount of miracles that he has created
2: mm-hmm.
3: and that he has used other people
2: mm-hmm.
0: and God has used other people
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: that have showed up in my life over and over. It's beyond human, over and over and over. It, had, it, it wasn't proof from a book that I read called the Bible. Yeah. This was actual life. Yep. And it does not make human
3: sense. Yeah, I feel like the hand of God, once I let go, mm-hmm.
0: grabbed me. And when I looked up and I saw nobody, I just never forgot that. Okay. I just never forgot it. Never. And then... I give you one more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And even talking about that, talking about the symbolism, because that's such a part of your way of living, Yeah, the surrender. As soon as you let go, you were saved. You were Mm -hmm. supported. Yeah. Imagine having a fulfilling career, doing what you love, working from anywhere in the world, setting your own hours while making good money and a big impact. If that lights you up, then I'm super excited to share with you today's sponsor, the Institute for Coaching Mastery. This is my robust, accredited, year-long certification program for newer seasoned coaches, therapists, leaders, and those just looking to up-level their life in a profound way. We have an amazing community of students from all around the world who have really started their journey to expand with us both personally and professionally. And this experience is designed to give you the three things that you need to thrive. So first, you have all of the tools and support you need to move past what's been holding you back, so that you can completely change the trajectory of your life. And then you learn how to masterfully and confidently facilitate transformation with your clients or your team, regardless of your niche. If you want to do health, business relationship, or you just have no idea yet, we hold your hand through that. And then lastly, you'll receive my six figure and beyond signature roadmap. That's customizable to meet you wherever you are. So whether you wanna do high ticket sales, online marketing, or you just wanna hit six figures without ever needing to go on social media, we've got you covered. And this truly is the most rewarding work in the world. We have new students now who have a waitlist of dream clients in under a year. We also have seasoned students who are doing $80,000 months. And this is really about creating lasting transformation from the inside out so that you can share your gifts and serve the world in all the ways that you're called to. And I've seen firsthand the power of what happens when you have the community to collaborate with, but you also have the right tools and resources to really thrive. And so whether you wanna do your own personal development, you're wanting to become a coach, or you're just looking for a cutting edge approach to really grow your business, the Institute for Coaching Mastery is for you. You are held every single step of the way. And so, if you want to get behind-the-scenes access to the institute with three proven transformational tools for free to help you create the business and life you love, all you have to do is go to alisonobriga.com forward slash tools, or you can find us at alisonobriga.com forward slash apply now to see all the details and apply today.
0: So this is this is childhood. Now, mm-hmm. I, I I was in and out of juvenile, so I was on I was on. Um, uh, I was on probation for breaking into cars. So I was already yeah. doing the thing, breaking yeah. into cars, breaking into houses. I wasn't supposed to leave the house. So I was on probation. I got caught again. I got busted for breaking into 60 something cars in one night. But I went, this is what I called the white neighborhood. Uh-huh. The white neighborhood is where all the white people live and they had a lot of money. Uh-huh. I didn't live in that neighborhood. Yeah. Um, it was a mixed neighborhood, but uh, that neighborhood that I went to, they would just leave their cars open. So I didn't actually break Got in. It. I just opened up the door and took whatever was valuable. Yeah. And so I, bro- I did that 60-something times. Each car I went into um, was a felony. So 60-something felonies.
4: Okay
3: as a 14 year old being charged. So they were going to try me as an
0: adult once I turned 16 years old. So I was going to be in juvenile for a certain amount of time. Then they were going to send me to TYC, which is a prison uh, uh, for teenagers. And then once I reached 16, they were going to try me as an adult. Mind you, I didn't start puberty until I was 18 years old, so I was a little kid for a long time. Yeah. So I'm in prison, never, I'm, I mean, I'm in uh, a, a juvenile, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing this guy, and there was something about him amongst every other guy. I was in the lunch line, and I'm like, something says, ask him how to get out. And I'm like, uh so I go out of line. I'm not supposed to be into, it. I remember it's a black guy, gold, gold glasses. He had on loafers, khaki pants, white shirt, uh, 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 about five shades darker than me. And I said, how can I get out? He said, do you know the Lord's prayer? And I said, no. He pulls out this, what I considered a stupid little orange Bible.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He said, when you learn the Lord's prayer, you'll get out. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I didn't listen to anything that he was saying. Yeah. I'm in prison. It's one week before they're about to ship me off seven hours away. Mm-hmm. I've never been this far away for my mom. Mm-hmm. Seven hours away to go to per- prison for teenagers. And I was like, and that Bible, that little orange Bible was just sitting there. And I'm like, you learn the Lord's Prayer, that's when you'll get out. I'm like, what do I have to lose? Yeah. So I started saying it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Forgive those who trespass against us and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I read it over and over and over and over and over. And when I got it to the point where it felt like it was a part of me, Mm -hmm. it's the difference between reading it Mm -hmm. for memory Mm -hmm and then reading it till it starts reading you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Something happened, and it was one day before they were about to ship me off, and I read it. There was a surge of power inside of me, and I could read it. It was like my, the embodiment. The moment I finished, knock, 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 knock. Jones, today's your lucky day. You're getting out. okay (laughs) I have about 25 of those stories from my childhood not knowing what that was connected to but as we go deeper into the story that was the ABC version of what I've been able to cultivate what my channel's been able to cultivate in my now present 44 year vessel
1: yeah yeah all of these things I hear that they have been building blocks to get you to where you are now. But, but for, you know, context, so there, there's more to your story. There's so much, to so your story, yeah. you know, your dad being murdered, you going to prison and as an adult yeah. being homeless yeah. for what, two, two and a half years living half in years, your yeah. car. Mm-hmm. And from those experiences to where you are now, a transformational leader, author, speaker, like you really developed your craft. Yeah. I'm like, how what was there a pivotal moment? I'm sure there were many, but was yeah. there a pivotal moment where you just woke up out of rock bottom of continuing the trajectory of your life the way yeah. that was?
0: So I <laughs> Oh, there was so much. There there has been three times where it seemed like I was about to hit this level of stardom Mm. and it was in music. It was in modeling. Um, uh, and it was in, in sports. And I didn't realize how powerful the mind was. I didn't realize that you could tell yourself something over and over and over and then you could shape your reality in that way. I, I, because I didn't have people around, and I didn't read books. Mm -hmm. So I'd just be just saying things. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so lucky. I'm like, wow. And so in modeling, I reached some of the highest heights, and I was reading a book called The Power of Positive Thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, not realizing that what I was reading was actually causation to the, the frequency that I was vibrating in and the universe came, became plastic and started matching who mm-hmm. I was being. Uh, you can't see the picture while you're in the frame. So in the frame of my un, uh, lack of awareness, I thought I was just lucky. So when I stopped reading the books, and I had nobody to tell me leaders or readers keep stay in mm-hmm. the practice. Mm-hmm. I stopped reading the books the results that I had inspired a lot of people around me mm. and they're like, Oh my God, you're so inspirational or you're so this, or you look so good in modeling. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Mm. So I also didn't realize how powerful the unhealthy ego is, is as well. <laughs> it's like throwing battery acid on your future. So, so imagine the rise and fall in modeling where it was like everybody, Tommy Hilfiger gap, Old Navy, L'Oreal. I was on all of those. I did the Destiny's Child jump and jumping video. I was Beyonce's um, uh, um, boyfriend in that video. I would stutter remix Chantel impossible video. I was everywhere. And just as fast as it came was just as fast as I lost it.
4: Yeah.
0: Start reading the book again, not knowing that this was the thing who I was becoming while reading. Read Power of Positive Thinking again, and then I came into, uh, that's when I was in prison. So when I lost it all in modeling, mm-hmm. that's when I started doing the, the drug running and everything, and I got caught. Mm-hmm. Then I went to prison. Mm-hmm. So I'm in prison reading writing with my non-dominant hand, which I didn't know which would exercise a different part of my brain. I'm like literally reading the Quran. I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading every spiritual thing I could get my hands on. I'm like, yo, all of these things are saying the same thing, but just like different words. Mm. And I'm like, huh, but who actually reads the other stuff actually? Mm. So I just became a reader, an avid reader. Unlearned English. And learn how to speak fluent French and I said what can I do in here that I wouldn't normally do out there so I started doing everything that I used to love when I was a child Mm. running singing um, drawing portraits for other inmates singing other inmates felt free from something that brought me so much joy Mm. and then running was something that I always loved to do now, mind you, I'm reading this book while I'm doing all of this. Mm. So I'm, I'm running outside every day for uh, one hour in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. Nobody else is running. 30 days, there was 60-something inmates running with me. <laughs> there was less fights, less drug deals, uh, less people stabbing each other. And I was in there for a smuggling 6.2 kilos of heroin from one country to another. The most anti-drug person, still never had a sip of alcohol in my life, <laughs> busted for drugs.
1: Damn.
0: That's how it crazy it sounded to all my friends. Yeah. They tested the drugs three times, but when I felt free, it's the difference between fighting for freedom and mm-hmm. feeling in your body the essence of freedom. Mm. I felt more free in prison than, that, than I did when I was actually free. So when I felt free, they called me into the office and they said, Jones, we retested the drugs, which they had no reason to. 90% was fake. And for the amount that was real, you've already done the time.
3: You're free to go home.
1: Wow. Oh, my goodness.
3: And I was still unaware. I was still... Okay.
1: Unaware, So it felt like it was just, things were just happening. I'm, I'm so lucky. lucky. Yeah, exactly. So lucky. Okay. So the
0: same thing okay. that happened when I was a little kid in juvenile is the big uh, adult version mm-hmm. of it. Lucky. Yeah. So I go through that, get a record deal with Ludacris over at DTP Def Jam. Um, stop reading the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I don't know because I don't have anybody to tell me, right? No. And then everybody's like, "Oh my God, I love your music! Oh, you, you, you're with Chingy and Ludacris and Two Chains and and all this other stuff. I'm dating celebrities and all this." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm the man." Yeah. And I didn't realize how powerful the ego, the unbridled, unhealthy ego, is. Mm -hmm. And just as fast as I garnered it, Mm -hmm. it's just as fast. I got dropped from Def Jam. I left DTP. And then I felt like everybody was taking things away from me. And this is the, to answer your question. Yeah. So I had a daughter that was 15. I couldn't get that right. I, could, I just couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't love myself. So, mm-hmm. how could you love from a, from a cup that you don't even give to yourself? That's right. So, there was that. Mom's dying in the hospital. I'm living in my car. The car that I bought with the record deal money, Um, I'm living in my car. I'm 200, over $200,000 in debt. Mm. And so it was one thing led to another, led to another. My girlfriend had just broken up with me because I couldn't get my life together. So all of that was a rock bottom of a rock bottom of a rock bottom. I tried to take my life twice Mm. because it was, it was You saw this on the outside, but inside I was a walking dead person.
3: Yeah. And I said, okay. 343
0: in the morning, November 2011.
3: I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to be
0: healthy. I want to be happy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I just want to inspire people. And I want to make a bunch of money, but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in, that I would
3: do for free. Just show me a sign. Mm. Show me a sign. One week later, I'm at a gas station, and a homeless man mm. asked
0: me for money. And I say, you have more money than me. And he said, change your mindset, change your life, and walks away. I've heard personal development stuff before, but it wasn't the words. It was the energy behind the words that did something to my spirit. It was like a conscious interrupt. Change your mindset, change your life. And I just start playing with that word. So if my mind is set on something, then that's why the result is what it is.
2: Mm.
0: So if I do different with the same circumstance, my life will change.
3: Change your mindset.
0: So I started unconsciously practicing. Normally I would take the escalators. Change your mindset, change your life. So I took the stairs.
2: Mm.
0: Normally I would use gel soap. Change your mindset, change your life. So I used bar soap. Normally, I was chasing women at nightclubs every night. change your mindset, change your life. I started chasing a better version of myself. Normally, I was scrolling. so I started watching, I started reading books. Mm-hmm. All of that was a part of the difference.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I started going to uh, free uh, uh, workshops and personal development seminars, things I would never do. Yeah. And all of that was part of the opposite. Well, that got me into a getting healthy and finding a health and wellness community. Mm -hmm. I lost 35 pounds, put on 19 pounds of muscle at age 32 when I didn't think you could do that. Mm -hmm. I felt better than I'd ever felt. They were all doing personal development. So I was doing what they were doing. Mm -hmm. They were helping people. I was helping people. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, it hit a stride. And that stride is what led me to wanting a deep relationship with my daughter, which led me to emotional intelligence courses, which led me to 10-day silent retreats, five days in the dark. And and the whole time I was like, I got to learn why she won't trust me. So Mm -hmm. I was learning by having this relationship with the feminine, mm-hmm. my mom, I didn't even have with my mom. Mm-hmm. I was learning so much about myself. And I had a reason to go into container after container after container after container. And then one day
3: somebody said, you want to, you, you want a relationship with your daughter? Get a date with her. And I was like, oh. I've never pursued my daughter. I just listened to what
0: she said. Don't call me. And I listen. Mm-hmm. Well, how come you didn't call me? Well, you told me not to call you.
4: Yeah.
0: And so that's when I went from a weak person, but strong for all of you
3: mm-hmm. weak
0: person to her
2: mm-hmm.
0: to, I am the most powerful representation of who my daughter will marry one day. Mm. And just by claiming that started the trajectory to all of this and the way that I'm living my life in a committed relationship with a new baby and truly looking at women through my daughter's eyes and not my dad's.
1: Yeah, powerful, powerful. So just, I hear reading was a big part of it. I hear uh, you starting to not only hear this term, but embody it, change your mindset, change your life, like really applying that to every area of your life. And also that life was, it sounds like the entire time trying to show you the inner game, really doing the inner work. And as yeah. soon as you got that, there was no longer this roller coasters of high and low because you were prioritizing yourself, also yeah. reclaiming your inner child and the things that he really loved to do and what woke up your soul, what woke up your spirit. It sounds yeah. like.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. That That's exactly what happened. And then once I realized that that was an actual formula, like something that people do, I, before, uh, you know, you can't see the picture while you're in the frame. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't know that. So I just thought it was lucky. Right. And so when it became intentional, Mm -hmm. the same energy that I used to break into all those cars. Yeah. The same energy that I used to sleep with all those women. Yeah. It wasn't the fact that I was doing it. I didn't know what to do with that energy. Yeah, I call it energy transmutation. It's not that you can't. It's that you got, you've given all your power away. Mm-hmm. And typically when I give all my power away, the universe sends me a signal to sit me on my ass mm-hmm. so that I could remember that that power doesn't belong out there. That's right it belongs flowing through my vessel Mm
1: -hmm. i think that's one of your gifts is that you you take some really challenging life experiences and you use it for your growth and freedom yes and that you don't play into the victim because that's not where your power is and you not anymore right right that of course that's part of the path but then you started becoming more conscious through what is life showing me through these challenges And I know that part of your process and part of your healing journey included doing some forgiveness work with your dad or writing a list. We just share a little of that.
0: Yeah. And so when I was on the the healing journey, which at that time, I didn't even know that that's what it's called, healing. Mm -hmm. I just felt an energy leave my body and started seeing positive results happen in my life. Well, the reason why I'm so good at putting these together, because what I didn't tell you is one of my favorite things to do as a child was puzzles. Mm. Mm. I love jigsaw puzzles. I love crossword puzzles. I love these different putting puzzle pieces together. So once I realized that this entire matrix was a big Rubik's cube, well, now that it became my game, Mm. And once it became my game, I could understand how to earn money, how to teach people how to earn money, how to build businesses, how to uh, uh, just walk you into the deepest crevices of your nervous system while being completely conscious Mm -hmm. because you feel so safe inside of this vortex that we created together Mm -hmm. um,
3: and show you who you really are. Yeah. And so throughout that process, what
0: got me to understanding that there was some type of universal order happening is I was in the process of transforming my life and just getting rid of things and throwing away old clothes. And I just remember uh, just apologizing and calling somebody who, whose feeling I hurt, whose feelings that I hurt from when I was seven years old, Tess Hall. It was back in the day when, like, little kids used to hit each other Mm -hmm. and it not be a thing. Mm -hmm. So we were on the bus. I pulled a drawstring over her head, hit her with a a yellow backpack, and I never forgot it. So every Mm -hmm. time I saw her on Instagram, she's a year older than me. Mm -hmm. I'm 44. She's 45. Every time I saw her on Facebook and see her light, the only memory I have of Mm -hmm. her is that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think she remembered. So in the process, here's what I did. I said, Tess, kids do the stupidest things. I just wanted to reach out to say I'm sorry for, you know, hitting you over the head with a yellow backpack. And, you know, you probably forgot about it and everything. And, you know, she didn't respond. So I posted on Facebook a public apology to Tess. Five seconds later, she said, can you please remove that? I'm in tears right now. And I'm like, (gasps) oh. people hold on to the way you make them feel that long mm. she wrote 1 why did you do that 2 what about me made you do that 3 the same thing is happening to my children and I don't know what to tell them <laughs> and I didn't realize what I could actually cause you know and if anybody knows anything about me it's easy for me to apologize for something if i hurt somebody's feeling it's easy i'm so skilled at it because Here's what I saw. When I started, when I did that with Tess, I wrote a list of 250 names that I could remember from childhood up until present moment of things that I did negatively to somebody, Mm. things that I thought of, even if I didn't do anything negative, Mm. they could always fit a sense an energy, things that I thought of negatively to somebody and People who did something negative to me to reach out to them. And it wasn't about their response. Yes. It's about me. That's right. Freeing my, whatever this energy was and apologizing for my part. I just want to say, I'm sorry for hitting you with, you know, putting gum in your hair when you're, when we were five Mm -hmm. and half the people that I reached out to. say, you know that every time you post something, I can't stand and I couldn't, I couldn't believe how much resentment was held uh, for 30-something, 40-something years. And I started freeing and clearing and yeah. clearing and clearing and clearing. Interestingly enough, the reason that got me inspired to do that level of clearing, I had this business that I had going. And every time I would clear uh, like three people and apologize and forgive myself. It's almost like three clients would come in. I'm like, uh-huh. every, time this, <laughs> this yep. <laughs> every time I do this, this happens. But I love puzzles. Every time I do this, this happens. I forgive this guy that I was in business with. And at that time we were making about $15,000 a month passive income. But it seemed like there was this like spiritual, like block on both of our businesses. And I just was like, I'm just going to love him no matter what. Yeah. And how he is is not going to change who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to powerfully choose to be a loving person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My business tripled within three months. And everybody thought I was cheating. And they were like, where are all these people coming? My spiritual advisor, Monica Zans, she said, Garen, you released hate from your heart. And the hot air balloon can't leave the ground unless you release the
1: weight. Mm-hmm.
0: And I still, do the, I still do the practice today.
1: Of, and what does that practice look like?
0: If, there, if I sense that I have negativity mm-hmm. towards someone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or if I've done something mm-hmm. that could potentially hurt somebody's feelings, I'll forgive myself for the state of mind that I was in.
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: forgiveness is freedom. And letting go of resentment will complete the cycle. And then i reach out to the person. Now, some, I know there are some people it's too dangerous. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there's some physical abuse, there's a gun involved or some kind of things. And you, it's not healthy to reach out to that person. There are some people that I didn't reach out to. And there are some people, and there's some people who passed away, Mm -hmm. where I sat alone in a quiet room and I allowed myself to like really be with them and express what I how I really felt and and also apologize for my part
4: yeah
0: and so and I I, I I did one up as early as last week and I was like hey I wasn't in the right mind and I said some things I shouldn't have said mm-hmm. and I just want to apologize and I was like yeah that's not something that you that that you deserve and that's not the person who I'm committed to being so I'm just so sorry and you have my word anytime uh You know, your name comes up and I'm around. I will only speak highly of you. Mm -hmm. And that is a practice that's just a part of my DNA now. Next thing you know, $40,000 client. I'm like, it it still happens. Yeah. It literally happens. Yeah. And um, that is learning how to work with the non-physical world. Mm -hmm. You can't see it, but you can see the effect of it. Mm -hmm. So if you can start to understand
3: pattern recognition, and look at certain things in your life. If you can learn how to position yourself
0: energetically, the same way you'd position yourself in a big giant ocean, you don't fight the ocean, but you can swim in the ocean. Mm -hmm. You can swim in the non-physical world, the ocean of emotion, by understanding that what's going on in your life, what you're holding on to that's negative or thoughts, or something towards somebody that's directly connected to something physical in your life Mm -hmm. directly
1: Mm
0: -hmm. you know every every light casts a shadow Mm -hmm. so
1: i don't think people get that the negative feelings or the the emotional turmoil that they're going through affects them yeah less about other people yeah and so forgiveness is really for us
0: it's for us Mm -hmm. and if they duplicate that's the bonus.
1: Yeah, that's right. But that's not the, that we do the forgiveness for ourselves. Yes. And it's a blessing to them if they can receive it, but that's not our responsibility or our job. And 100%. yet I really hear you living with integrity. I really hear you having that as a regular practice now. And I know that you did some work to forgive the, the murderers of your father yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, you went through that list and which is so inspiring. It
0: had to be a th- at least a th- thousand times because
1: some people like well i
0: already forgave this person
1: Mm -hmm.
0: well how often do you brush your teeth (laughs) yes every day cool what happens if you stop for 10 days after brushing your teeth every day for 10 days
4: yeah
0: it would be stinky why because the bacteria will grow overnight so the bacteria of
3: Build-up thoughts. Yeah, build-up thoughts. Yeah,
0: emotions. Weeds don't need anything to grow but time.
1: <laughs> you give
0: anything. I don't care if you're a shaman, if you're a goo, whatever yeah. you call yourself, yeah. give it enough time.
1: Yeah. Okay, this is great. So I would love to hear so you, some of your regular practices that keep you expanding, keep your heart and mind open because I I know you are an intentional, integrative man and yeah. that you've done the work. So yeah. I'm curious to hear some of your regular practices now.
3: I want I want all of you to remember this phrase. Create a game that you actually like playing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And when
0: it comes to my life, I'm like, what kind of life do I actually want to be in and play in? So that in itself, my home, my office, is painted like the inside of my heart. <laughs> it's not just plain, because the inside of my heart is not plain. It's colorful. My spirit animal is pandas. There's like Mocha Jesus on the on the mural outside. And then there's a, a picture of of um uh, my wife and baby soul mm. and this little hand sign that me and Blair does. And you look at the lights in the background, you look at my car, it's turquoise and black. My car's name is Smitty. Every, the way that I dress, every aspect of my life is directly correlated to sparking joy mm. in my soul. Mm. So I don't have a life that has energy leaks yeah. from what I drink, from uh, what I allow to come out of my mouth. And if I do, I'll course correct it from what I'm listening to. To what I'm um, from, what I'm watching to who I hang out with. Mm-hmm. I don't hang out with people who have the, the energy leaks, and it's just like bad things happen to them all the time because you're you're attracting that. Yeah. And so the way that I design my life from the time that I wake up, four twenty in the morning. I wake up. I do my breathing practice. I'll go and run five to ten miles there's no lights on my street so I practice running in the dark Mm -hmm. and when running in the dark becomes so easy it's easy for me to go in the dark and pull people to the light because I practice certain skill sets Mm -hmm. and there's people they rely on talent and there's people who's actually skilled and talented yeah and when I wake up and I work on my breathing when I go running I train extremes so that my breath Gets uh, a, a larger capacity. So, our typical breath is when I go running, every three steps I take a breath in, another three steps I take a breath out.
4: Oh,
1: wow.
0: So, now imagine doing that for five to 10 miles. Okay. And then I go into the cold plunge and I do the same thing. This
1: is a daily practice? Every day. Yeah.
0: And then I go, but I had to build up to that. Yeah, of course. But then I go into the cold plunger. I think that's
1: and, important I, to share because I can imagine yeah. people hearing this. So it's like do that. floors, not ceilings. Like start yeah. small.
0: I'm going to share with yeah. that. Yeah, okay. I'm going to share with that, but it, 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 I've built up a practice in mm-hmm. each one of those I call a dragon that protects the castle.
1: <laughs> okay. See,
0: so the, the dragon wants to take down the castle, but if you can turn the dragon. There you go. Now it's protecting the castle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what I learned through ex, extending my breath and then... Training the extreme, so maybe running or doing jumping jacks. You can try it for 30 seconds, and every, every three jumps, breathe in. You'll see how difficult it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What I noticed was when I got into, like, there was an argument with my wife where normally the fire starts burning inside, and then, it, and then my breathing is the first thing that goes. Mm-hmm. After one session of trying to run at least one mile, Breathing in three, breathing out three, only through my nose, calmly. The the heat that normally comes up couldn't last the training that I did because I elongated my breath and I put it to stress and then I trained calm in my mm-hmm. nervous system. Yeah. So just through one, I noticed how in an argument. I was easily able to drop into the thing that I trained for. Now, imagine two years of that. Yeah. So I started with something so simple. And now I have 15 dragons that protect the castle.
1: That you do every day?
0: Well, 15 dragons that I've built into the breathing practice Mm -hmm. when it comes to running, Mm -hmm. swimming, cycling, uh, doing Mm. my push-ups, working out, uh, sauna, cold plunge. So yep. I've got 15 of those things that are so strong yeah. that I've elongated my breath. So now my normal breath is my my normal breath isn't mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. everyone else's. So my time mm-hmm. is not like everyone else's. My capacity of bandwidth is not like everyone else's. Mm-hmm. I don't celebrate New Year's. My New Year's is every three years because I've learned how to extend and bend time based off of my breath. Mm. So the longer your breath, the longer you have the capacity to live, providing you don't jump in front of a car.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: What I've noticed in the aging process is certain wrinkles going away.
4: Mm.
0: What I've also noticed is my health being much easier to maintain. No stress, I stay calm. And because the level of tranquility and calm rides throughout my everyday, even when I'm sleeping, mm-hmm. the world starts to slow down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And when the world slows down,
3: you start to see more.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And when you start to see more, you start to be more. Mm-hmm. And so it
0: becomes this game that I was able to create. And then I teach it now. Mm-hmm. I learned the skill set of how to teach it in a very practical way. Mm-hmm. I call it the life force training.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And those practices, what I'm hearing, not only help you feeling more healthy and vibrant, but also prep you for life and yeah. that they influence your everyday, which is incredible. And, you know, just like, you know, for me, I've been starting to come back into a regular morning practice. It's not at 4 20 AM, yeah. but just with some breath, cold plunge, moving my body, it just has to be some level of stillness and some intentional movement. Yeah, And I love how intentional you live your life. And the other week when I was at your birthday party, you are one of those people that I see as an expander mm-hmm. where you, and it makes sense to me hearing your story and just the amount of depth and work that you've been through in your own life and how you've used it for your, your own healing and transformation. I know on the other side of healing shadow work is creativity, is joy, is expansion.
2: Yeah. So
1: I honor the depth that you've done inside of yourself. And I'm so grateful to hear your story because I know and love you. And now I really get the full picture of your journey and where you've been and the man that you are as a result now. And even just talking to you at your birthday, you know, I, there was a level of like an upper limit that I experienced myself that I didn't even know that I had until Mm. I heard how you are living, which is, you know, such a gift to have expanders in our life because you're not buying into limitations that you could be set from, from life or from others. And you didn't have that originally. So it's one of your gifts is to be able to keep expanding beyond where your mind would say no or where others stop. And so I think of these these upper limits like a, a hum of a refrigerator, where you don't even know it's going until it stops. Mm-hmm. And hearing your story about having a million dollar day, or how you're working with clients one to one, and your your fees, and I'm just it, and I know the depth of work that you are doing. And so it's like that expanded me just by hearing that. And yeah. I know that some of your work is around the the artist power. Yeah, and and it makes sense to me to. Have you share your story of heartache and challenges, but to use it for more expansion, yes. for more, more creativity, for more impact? And I know your heart, yeah. and so I would love to either hear about some of the artistic and creative yeah. work, or experience a taste of it, or you of know course. whatever feels um, inspiring and aligned.
0: Yeah. So I'll tell you, it's that someone said to me, they're like. Karen, I just love how you're 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 just not in the box. And I was like, oh, yeah. "What box?" <laughs> <laughs> and someone was like, "How can you have these prices during a um, um, recession?" And I was like, "What, what recession?" What? I right. looked around. I was like, "What recession?" <laughs> and they were like, "Uh huh, uh huh." Oh, yeah. if
3: you buy into the narrative energetically. You become a part of their game. Mm-hmm. If you studied nature,
0: as it was designed, and what is it? You drop a seed into a fertile ground. You put water, sunlight, and then all of a sudden it builds its root process. And based off how you take care of it, that determines the growth of the tree and the fruit that it produces. That's the oldest living law that doesn't change. Seatbelt laws change, and all these different laws change. But you know, people are like, "Who's your greatest teacher?" I was like. I study animals. Mm. They've mm-hmm. never been to emotional intelligence course. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a tree where there is bees at a certain time of day, they work
3: harder. that they, you can hear the buzz louder.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And then later on in the day, it's not as loud. So what that tells me is you don't work as hard
0: later on in the day. There's mm-hmm. something else that they're doing. I study nature mm. because there's something innate already inside of them. Mm-hmm. So if there's something innate already inside them, there must be something innate already inside of me. So why don't I learn from the thing, <laughs> from, 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 from these little, little bitty
3: spirits that are just teaching us all day long? Mm-hmm. So inside of that, I was able to cultivate who Garen,
0: little Garen, really is. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason. Why do they say all little kids go to heaven or all little kids are the closest thing to source? They haven't been tapped by this human, human world and commercials where they spend billions of dollars to steal your attention and all these different things. You look at a little kid My daughter is barely two years. She's not even two yet. And you watch how she explores and discovers and and just like jumps into my arms and all these different things and pushes every button. And she's in the
3: wonderment and is always wanting to create. And there's a level of power inside of the way in which they learn and absorb.
0: That is not often in people as adults who, you know, I'm not picking on people who work a nine to five, but the, you didn't choose that. There's something that happened along the way. There was something that you wanted to do when you were a little kid. Mm. And I always say the original abandonment is when you abandon your first true love of what you actually wanted to do to probably please someone else or Mm -hmm. fit inside of some other group or something like that. Or my dad did this and this runs in the family. But Mm -hmm. what, what about what's running through you? Mm -hmm. And I was in a deep meditation asking, what am I here to do? I've done a lot of things, but there's something missing. And all of a sudden a little voice inside says, Garen, I want you to think about what you used to love to do and nobody taught you, and every time you did it, good things would happen. Mm. And I'm like, what? Up? okay, I remember modeling. I remember when I finished modeling, I was consulting for them, and I was doing these expression workshops because to teach models how to be on camera and to embody their presence, nobody taught me how to do it. I just knew how to do it. And I would just do these workshops, and, and then the voice says, well, what was the result? They were more confident. They were more uh, self-expressed and they would take more risks. Mm. What else? Oh, um, I used to have a speech impediment and uh, I had a learning disability. And what would normally take you six days to learn would take me six months. Mm. And I turned it and flipped it on its head. Instead of being slow, I'm, uh, I learned efficiently
2: <laughs> and I don't miss
0: a thing. Mm. And so I created Speakers Bootcamp. Mm-hmm. where I was teaching people how to speak and be an embodiment of the words mm-hmm. that are being evoked out of them mm-hmm. so, yes. that you, so that you can evoke things out of people.
1: By coming back to the little one, to your inner child, right? By coming back to your first love and what originally lit you up before you started conforming. Well, I,
0: I mean, that was a part of okay. the workshop.
1: Okay, got it.
0: That was a part of the workshop. But what was, this is while I'm in the, the meditation. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Garen, you'd be at a party. You'll tell somebody you're a transformation coach. You'll be at a party. You'll pick up a drum. You'll just start singing Mm -hmm. or drumming. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, 300 people are dancing. Mm. They say, Garen, lead with the art, then take them to transformation. And I was like, it's been a part of everything I've ever done, but I've never actually faced the music. I was facing the audience, not realizing I was the maestro for the music, uh, the art.
1: That's the way in.
0: And then it just drops in. Awaken the artist within,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Garen.
0: Create it. Oof. And I'm like, oh, I got projects. I got a launch coming out in a week and create it. Yeah. So I went to my team and I said, burn the boats. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Now I'm working on this thing. I'm working. I had like six things I'm working on. I found the thing. They were like, what did you find? I said, found me. Burn the boats. We're creating Awaken the Artist Within Retreat. Mm. In three weeks, they were like, what?
3: That's crazy. You need time to
0: create it. Three weeks. 50 people. It was sold
3: out. Whew.
1: It's so good to feel your, your gifts and just to feel hear your story and your heart and your integrity i'm so grateful for you just being a leader of love in the world i'm so mm. grateful to share you with my audience Thank i know you. people are going to want to hear where do they find you how do they stay connected
0: yeah so you can go to my website garenjones.com um you can follow me on instagram garen.jones my next awaken the artist within retreat yeah. is october 4th through the 9th awaken the artist within will be a great playground for you to practice Mm. and meet people in the same vibration.
1: Yeah, which is so important. Thank you. I'll put all the notes in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your magic with us.
0: Thank you so much for having me, my friend. Love you. Love you too.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this work that changes the world starting with yourself. It truly does make a difference. And if you're finding value in this podcast, a cost-free way to support us is by leaving an up to five-star review. It does mean the world to us. And as a thank you gift, we're going to send you one of the most powerful tools that you will ever discover. You're going to get behind-the-scenes access, showing you how to live into your full potential without letting fear hold you back from stepping into your dreams. Just head over to Apple Podcast or Spotify and leave a review now. You can take a screenshot before hitting submit and then go to AlyssaNobriga.com forward slash podcast to upload it. And make sure to have your automatic downloads turned on wherever you listen so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I have so much magic. I can't wait to share with you. And you can find all this information in the show notes below. But lastly, if you're on Instagram, I love connecting and hearing from you. So come on over and say hello. I'm at AlyssaNobriga.com. Thank you again for being here. I cannot wait to share more with you.